So, Demon Slayer. Also, if you hear vigorous purring, that's my cat. This episode, man, had me on the edge of my seat and screaming the whole time it was happening. So we do see the continuation of, yes, Tanjiro tries really hard to get his water wheel in this guy, but it just, it kind of doesn't go all the way through. It kind of just sits there on the edge of it a little bit. That didn't, that didn't work. And I was like, oh, shit. I was very happy to get an answer to my question fairly quickly. We do also see that the higher ranked Demon Slayers are in the forest. The black belts are here. Like, Tanjiro just starts bolting. And he says, he just says water wheel again in the forest. And I'm like, are you going to start bitching about how the water wheel didn't work? Nah, he's going to cast water wheel. You are the bitch, sir. The tree falls down and actually hits the spider. In order to get a tree to do that and hit the angle where it falls down on a motherfucker, like, usually that happens by accident. <laughs> but here, he, like, aimed that shit. Like, okay, it's gonna go here. And he did it. I'm proud of him. And they started playing triumphant music. Like, this is the first time I've noticed the triumphant music. Was that always there? Because it's pretty fantastic. It, it does definitely helps and makes me feel hopeful about what's going on. He, like, does, like, final water form. And I'm like, oh, shit. I got real hype. And then Inosuke's looking at him like, he's gonna do something. I'm gonna make problems on purpose. And I'm like, no, Inosuke, let him do it. I, I was really scared that Inosuke was just gonna, like, attack him or something to make him stop. Like, fuck you, I'm gonna do it, you know? But no, it, he actually got to do it. It just doesn't fucking matter because it doesn't work anyway. The thing is, he didn't cut this tree in half again. So how good is that <laughs> attack against, like, I guess he got, like, distracted. Apparently, it depends on how hard you focus on your water breathing technique to make, that makes them, like, as powerful as they need to be. So he gets fucking launched into the air with this tree. And he is flying literally miles away from the situation. Inosuke, don't die. Promise me you won't die. And Inosuke's like, oh, shit. People dependent on me now and shit. I don't like how this feels at all. Uh, Zenitsu is still turning into a spider and he's laying on his back and he's thinking, don't give up, don't give up. But like, what do you, what can you do really? It's not up to you whether or not you turn into a spider. Like, yeah, you can breathe and uh, and make sure it happens slower, but it's still going to happen. We see the butterfly black belt show up and land on the rooftop and she has her own entrance music. I'm like, damn, she must be important. She has her own theme. And she like lands gracefully and is like, hey bro, what's the problem? What's the hap? I'm very happy about what's gonna happen here. I'm excited that she maybe can help him. She's has a spider motif. Maybe she can heal him. Like, I know that like uh, Mothra in the Godzilla films has healing properties. So I'm excited to see what happens there. Tanjiro used the water wheel to break his fall. And I'm like, you know what? That's a great idea. I never thought of that, of, of using your attacks to do that. Tanjiro is really quick on his feet. He's, like, definitely a fighter with a high intelligence. Like, again, this show reminds me of Dungeons Dragons so hard. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the group traveling all the time, like, being murder hobos. Like, Tanjiro goes, okay, I'm gonna use a spell slot and use, you know, the water wheel to get a safe landing. And the DM's like, okay, cool. Because he's like, yo, roll, roll me some fall damage. And he's like, I got this water wheel and he's like all right you take like two or three points of damage from that fall you're all right you're cool and also whenever he the dm tells tanjiro to roll a perception check he's like you smell such and such so um i wonder how many spell slots he has left he's used quite a few in this forest without having a long rest or a short rest by now but water wheel feels like a level one spell you know it doesn't feel like he's that hard but the thing is like what level are these people what how many spell slots do they have how much Water breathing techniques can you do in a day before you're absolutely exhausted? Because I remember before he said when he in the house fight that he was super tired. I mean, that also could be just running around and exerting his body like that. So this brother is like slashing the shit out of his sister's face. I'm like, yo, you sat here talking all that shit about family. You don't give a fuck about family. Also, he learned real bad habits from his shitty dad. The DM says, roll me a perception check. What do you smell? You smell that this isn't a bond. She is terrified of him. Another demon slayer shows up with a another white belt shows up and he's like yo i'm gonna get the the bounty on this purse and i'm like excuse me bitch what bitch where 
Because he's like, I'm going to get money for this kill. I'm like, I have not seen a single coin change hands when Tanjiro has killed a motherfucker. You tell me where you get this money from. Does the crow bring it to you? Besides just shiny things the crow finds? <laughs> That's not payment. But it has been a while since Tanjiro has met up with some Demon Slayer folks. Maybe when they went to the Wisteria house, they were handed money. Before the white belt comes up, the brother is like, this is an A and B conversation. See your way out of it. And Tanjiro's like, let me tell you about my found family. And I'm kind of like hoping that they save this spider girl and make her a demon slayer or something. Because imagine a demon slayer with this many powers. Yeah, she's a demon. And like Johnny Unboshed, who's like, fuck demons. I'm here to kill and kill demons all day. Now that I said that out loud, I'm scared for this little girl. Like Johnny Unboshed is just going to decapitate her ass for no real reason, even though she's a good girl and didn't really do anything wrong. <laughs> but the white belt shows up gets involved and gets his ass cubed for his troubles. It reminds me of that scene from, I think, Resident Evil 1, where the laser cubes just come up and cut that dude's, cut some ass in, like, even cubes. And then you think, man, I would love to have that for, like, steak. The stuff you could prepare, the, the stew you can have. You can just cut some stewing meat up with your <laughs> spider web ability. You'll be set. He should be a chef, not a murderer in a forest. This episode, like, where the commercial had a break, felt like, yeah, this could be the end of the episode. It had that kind of, here are some really hot hardcore steaks, but there was more still. And I was like, oh, thank fucking God. I don't think I could have lasted without knowing what's going to happen after this. Inosuke scurrying away was pretty funny. Like, I get that it's supposed to be a tense moment and Inosuke running away, oh no. But I, I definitely, I had a giggle. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'll tell you guys the truth. Inosuke kind of was like, what the fuck? I'm not running away. I'm going to fight this motherfucker. And he does. He uses his sword as a hammer into his other sword and as soon as, to chop off the limb of the spider. And as soon as he did this, I was like, Anosuke, you're going to break your swords doing that. I did not foresee his swords getting broken like the way it did. Just using it on this guy's skin. You're shivering because you're scared. And it's like, no, he's achieving his second form. He's going through his Dragon Ball villain phase of changing forms and becoming more spider. And I'm like, this is the future Peter Parker had waiting for him if he didn't get the cure to being man spider he would have been this motherfucker no thanks no thanks that's terrible actually peter parker was probably worse because he had six arms that's fighting tanjo i love that we go back and forth between these fights you never feel like what's going on over there i want to see i want to see I'm not, that's not fair that i don't get to see they're like nah we're gonna let you know what's happening bro but then you're like shit wait do i really want to see i want to see what's going on with Nose. and then when they cut from tanjo you're like shit shit i want to see what's going on the pacing in these episodes is handled so fucking well spider boy's like you, you're telling me what my family values aren't the same as your family values and then they get into a twitter fight about it and then it becomes a real big fight. Then we go back to Inosuke, who's pretty much like, I'm gonna die here. And he's trembling. And you're like, literally, I was screaming at the screen, don't give up, Inosuke. Like, I actually have, like, such an emotional attachment to these characters now. Like, I didn't think that I would. Like, I don't usually get this shook for, like, characters, but I was shook. I was like, I mean, oh my god, Inosuke. And I think that they did a great job of actually giving me those moments where I was like, that's it, this is it. And I care about these characters. I wasn't just like, oh, this is a fake out for X, Y, Z to happen. No, I was like, he's scared. He's giving up because I don't see how he's going to win this. And he's like, I'm not going to use my head. I'm a barbarian. And he just uses brute force, but that broke his swords. And the spider picks him up and starts squeezing his head and just blood's everywhere. And he's like, I, you know what? I stabbed this guy in the neck. I, I guess I'm going to die. That's not that great. But well, he starts seeing visions of himself seeing his mom all bloody and like leaving him in the woods when he's a kid I, i'm assuming she's running away from a demon and that's what kind of spurred him on but he doesn't remember her he's just getting these visions now he's like who was that woman but he also gets the memory of like tanjiro saying don't die he's thinking about inosuke and zenitsu as i guess his family finally he finally has those found family vibes that he was building up all this entire time in this forest 
And he's just like, I fucking failed them. And I just was like, no, okay, no. Because I was like, honestly, what can help him? And then Johnny on Bosch comes out of the fucking woods and water breathes all over this motherfucker. And that's it. Normally, I would complain like, oh, dude, sex machina, right? But no, they set this guy up as being in the location. They set this guy up as heading to the location. So this is definitely doesn't feel like a dude sex machina to me. This felt like a, no, they set this up to happen. He was in the neighborhood. This isn't just magical bullshit at all. And Inosuke's like, holy free holies, who the fuck's this guy? Johnny Unboxed also got the, the triumphant music at this point. The spider guy is fighting Tanjiro still, and I'm like, oh, please, I know it's gonna happen now. I feel in my bones that, like, the butterfly slayer is gonna come and steal Tanjiro's kill, but because it, it looks like Tanjiro's got this. It did until he got his fucking sword broken, and I was like, oh, he don't, he don't got this. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I have a fright. I have a big fear. And the web is, like, going toward his face. And they're like, all right, we're going to end the episode here. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Again, it feels like a D&D game where it's like, all right, and that's where the session's going to end for this week. We'll pick it up next week. And it's like, whoa, whoa, hold on. I need to know what happens. They're like, ah, we're keeping you open. So when I tuned into Demon Slayer this week, I wasn't expecting to have all these emotions. And they kind of grabbed me by the throat and was like, you're going to care about these characters. And it's like, but I already care about them. Care some more. And it's like, shit, all right, damn. So this is mostly an episode focused on Tanjiro for the most part. Like, we get some reassurance that Anosuke and Zenitsu are going to be all right at the beginning. And they're like, all right, cool. You know they're going to be fine. So let's move the fuck on. Uh, Inosuke is like, I challenge you. You know, Johnny Young Bosch was like, just get good. And he walked away. You gonna sit there and take a GG? And no, Inosuke is very upset about this whole scenario. He's like, oh, that's remember the 12 Kisaki. And he's like, nah, that ain't it. And I'm like, excuse me, this demon who has the has greed from Full Metal Alchemist's like outer total defense shield powers. Peter Parker, if he let it go too far when he had the six arms, he's not a member of the 12 Kisaki. My, uh, my heart was like, oh my God, is it the little girl? Are we gonna have to kind of sit here and confront the terror of this little girl who ain't do nothing wrong to anybody ever having to be murdered because she just so happens to be a member of the 12 kizuki but then you have to remember in order to become one of those motherfuckers you have to eat a lot if this little girl is in fact a member of the 12 kizuki she's not as innocent as she looks but i was wrong thank god i couldn't handle my emotions if she was a member of the 12 kizuki it was the brother of course it was this sadistic android 17 motherfucker is that who's voicing him relaxed sadism that you know is a character trope that they really really enjoy i'm gonna probably look that up later we also see that tanjiro like seriously actually regrets breaking his sword when you get a sword made for you you treasure that thing right and so getting his broken he's devastated Inosuke was pissed off that his sword's broke he was just more impressed by the demon strength than anything else where tanjiro has actual sadness about his sword's breaking so i thought that was really cool so nazuko shows up and protects her brother from these crazy ass spider webs because that's where we left off spider guy's like wait what What's, what's going on here? What is she doing? Oh, she's protecting me because we have a bond. Remember that Twitter conversation we had earlier where I was telling you that what you have with your family isn't a love. It's not a bond. You're just kind of forcing people to stay with you and that's fucked up. Also, love this message. And yeah, you had to get gruesome and stuff to kind of put that message across. But I love that, especially this is like a shonen show, like more geared towards like young teens and stuff because they need to know this shit this is an important message kudos for actually showing it like this is not love this is not a bond get the fuck out of abusive situation as soon as you can or are able to safely do that do that i thought that was a really good message and he's like no siblings love each other and he's like even in pokemon it's like you capture the pokemon and then you forge a bond with them i'm not gonna have you take my sister he traps the sister upside down on a spider web the thing is like he saw the love that happened because genuinely and he didn't learn shit he was just like, no, I saw that she protected you. That's a bond. And I just want it. And I can transplant that love by taking her from you. And goes, if she doesn't chill the fuck out, I'm going to leave her here to burn. Tanjiro is fighting for his life 
fighting for his sister's life. And also, like, this guy has to go. He cannot continue his ways. And I gotta cut his head off. Yeah, my sword's in pieces, and all I got left is this little shiv, but I'm gonna make it work. And when he's getting punched by this demon, those hits are visceral. The voice actor for Tanjiro sold getting punched really well, sold throwing up blood really well. Like, I was, I've been sitting here believing it. And then also the animation, they were like, okay, we can, we don't have to worry about a rotating house today, but how about we animate the fuck out of Tanjiro's dad fire dancing. I wasn't ready for that level of animation. That shit floored me. And then we learn, we see Tanjiro's dad and we learn that, oh, he got sick and died. I'm assuming he died because he wanted to leave Tanjiro his earrings and he did. Tanjiro, you know, actually wore them. But the fact that he's like, oh, I remember those earrings. What the fuck? So I think his dad was a demon hunter in life, maybe got sick, you know, all my style and had to retire. They both have the similar scar on their faces. And I'm wondering like, what's that about? Is that a burn mark? from the fire dancing that they both tried to do and got burned. He managed to cut the threads with this badass dragon attack and it was really cool. At first he was knocking them away and then when he started cutting them, I started yelling. I was just, I was just screaming and cheering. This show gets you behind the characters in a fight. It really, really does. The spider guy's like, nah, you know what? The dad gotta put some blood into this and you know, finish this. Cause I'm tired now of arguing on the internet. It's time to just drop some slurs. Cause that's what usually happens, right? The first person to start swearing at each other and resorting to slurs and shit, you lose. And he gets this blood cage and he captures Tanjiro and his dragon in it. And his dad told him, hey, look, there's a breathing technique to keep you from getting tired and to keep you from getting cold. He just ignites his dragon. I stopped screaming about the cutting of the ropes because I was floored. I was like, oh shit. And then his sister's like, blood's even art. And I was like, my neck snapped her up in the, in the rafters there. And I'm like, excuse me? What? Blood demon art? When did you learn demon arts? What's going on? Is that inherent when you become a demon? What's, what is happening right now? I don't care what's happening because it's the most badass shit. And then her bleeding on fucking Tanjiro's sword ignited his sword. And they were able to just lop this motherfucker's head from his stupid ass shoulders. And I'm never so happy. Yes, there's still a little headless spider girl running around in the woods. But I'm pretty sure she's able to be dealt with pretty quickly. Uh, she can be rehabilitated, kind of like Tanjiro's sister. You know, where she gets a she gets a muzzle. And we can kind of raise her as a demon slayer. And how badass would that be? Spider demon slayer. But how ruthless Johnny Unboshed is, if she finds her first, she's just dead. That's it. And I'm going to be real sad. I'm going to be straight up with you. By the way, music starts playing when Tanjiro starts thinking about his dad. And I'm like, oh no, they play music with lyrics, guys. That just triggers a fucking cry response in my body automatically. And I'm like, why am I even crying right now? The credit, the music goes into the credits and we have a nice new ending with like their family and Tanjiro is like, look how big his family used to be. And now it's just them. And I'm like, why are they doing this shit, man? I can't handle this at fucking nine in the morning. This was amazing. If fucked me up in the best way love this episode i'm glad that we got we're getting out of the nope forest full of spiders but i'm happy that it ended like this i guess and hell we're not even done we don't even know what's gonna happen now to that little girl and i think there's at least one more episode where we finish up this arc the spider arc thumbs up so demon slayer in this episode we see that uh spider boy's body took a whole fucking week to fall down and tanjiro's like great we did it <laughs> wait a minute i don't smell ashes why isn't he why isn't he dissolving this sucks but we do see that the foreshadowing of last week's episode of the butterfly woman telling zenitsu that his life's flashing before his eyes because he's trying to kind of save himself with his prior life experience we see tanjiro literally do that his life flashes before his eyes he sees his dad dancing and then he's like and he boogies so hard that he lights his dragon on fire and i love that he's like i gotta get back up i have to do my breathing so i can go save inosuke and i'm like he's still thinking about inosuke what a good, sweet boy. And I hope that Enosuke's not too mad at him for, like, almost dying here. And this demon's too smart to kill. He's like, you can't cut my head off if 
I do it. I can stand a little pain as long as it's not me dying forever. So I'm gonna cut my head off first. This kind of took the wind out of my sails to be totally honest with you. I was really bummed that that didn't work. Yes, it makes demons that much smarter, I guess, and it makes the fight a little harder, but then you kind of just give us Johnny Young Bosch to kind of take the win from this guy that struggled through it the whole time. And that kind of fucking blows, right? We learn a couple things from this situation. We learn that demons can be smart enough to do this, so that in the future when it happens, Tanjiro can be ready. And then we also learn that there's an 11th fucking form where he just kind of was like, nah. That, that's what the attack is called. Nah. And he just cancels out everything around him, which was pretty badass. This fighter cast Morpheus in a death basket, and he wasn't having it. But I still think if I was playing D&D, which I equate this game a lot to, it would kind of feel like the uh, NPC kind of taking my thunder. Unless Tanjiro was at like one hit point remaining, or at his second death save or whatever. The DM was being kind and going, okay, okay, I can't have him die here. I misjudged the challenge rating for this fight i'm going to make it so that somebody shows up and saves him and then he learns a couple things for future fight johnny young boss just walks by a motherfucker and he dies tanjiro should be like begging him please teach me that shit because tengu guy could only teach me the base bare basics and now i'm out here in the streets trying to do a thing and i think i need to learn the 11th technique so we also get the girl there she's running through the woods and i remember going oh she's the best she could probably become a demon slayer all these thoughts running through my head and the show seems to have also thought of those things the show's like, okay, so we're going to show you why that cannot be. And we can we'll also show you that she's not as nice and sweet and innocent as she appears to be. Yes, she's an abuse victim like everybody else, but she's also had her fair share of kills. And yes, it's at the behest of this one asshole, but murder still murder. So we find out about her and the other family. And we see parallels between Tanjiro and this spider demon, where we see this spider demon's family used to be huge. And then it's just now, the two of them. Very, very similar parallels to Tanjiro and that ED, where we see his family was so huge and then it shrank down to just the two of them. However, this is not a family and a relationship based on love. This is a family that he concocted. And this is not the kind of found family that, that we're trying to talk about here with Zenitsu and Inosuke. This is the kind of found family where he literally finds people and forces them to be members of his family via abuse. He uses his blood to make them into demons. This is something that we've seen that Michael Jackson there has the power to do, and so does the spider demon. He's allowed to do this. So other demons probably have the ability to do this, but don't have permission. I don't know how many demons Michael Jackson said he can make, but he made a whole goddamn family, like a huge family. And they lived in a spider house, like in Zelda, exactly like in Zelda, only they're not in, well, they are in Torment, and they, they were turned into spiders and they are being tormented so this is very very true to the spider house in zelda i wonder if there's a spider house demon in japanese mythology that forces you to be a spider because that's too much of a coincidence to just be a reference to legend of zelda i feel like that's a japanese folktale let me know if that's a japanese folktale sometimes they, they revert back into their previous forms and he's like i hate when that when you do that with your face when you turn back and it's like that sounds like a you problem bro that you're inadequate and you can't make them good enough copies of yourself to be considered your family it's like henry viii blaming his wives for having having uh daughters all the time it's like nah it's your nut brother so we find out what the headless girl's power is she could put people in cocoons like balls of yarn and then she drinks their nutrients like a real spider it's disgusting and i hate it the butterfly comes out of nowhere and she's like hey let's be friends first you gotta take a questionnaire and then I was like, oh no, she's a butterfly, she's a spider, she's thematically doomed here. She's gonna make friends with her. And I was like, okay, good, this is exactly what I was thinking, that she's gonna maybe, this, that somebody's gonna take her and she's gonna become a spider demon slayer, it's gonna be pretty cool. 
But she's like, no, I'm first going to make you suffer and have some penance, right, for what you've done. And then we can be friends. And then she's like, nah, I've suffered enough, bro. I'm not suffering no more. And she's like, okay, cool. We're not going to be friends. My sword is not built for decapitation, but I don't got to do that to kill you. I'm going to poison your ass. Also, I'm pretty good at medicine. Demon Dr. Kevorkian. The way she flutters her sword, very pretty. Very nice. I love that. That's cool. Don't like the idea of a, of a bug school. Hate that. And she casts Blutterfly and absolutely poisons to death this uh, this spider demon. That's the first time you see a butterfly kill a spider. But it was really cool. I like her, even though I'm terrified of her school. And I would not like to meet anyone else from her school. Thank you. Butterfly is enough. I hope that that's all we get. I, I guess it's time to take another trip back to the Wisteria house and get all cleaned up and get their swords fixed and all that stuff. But at least the, the Wisteria house is at the bottom of the mountain. They don't have to go far to go back to the checkpoint. Unless they're not allowed to go back and they only have to move forward and they have to find another checkpoint. I doubt it. If anything, I think that the two the two badass black belt demon slayers they sent into the woods here are going to probably take them back to the main base and probably give them some fucking money. Because who's supposed to be paying them? So, Demon Slayer. This episode starts out with the story of Rui, which was like, oh yeah, of course, we gotta learn about the demon that's gonna get murdered so we can try to feel bad about them. And honestly, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to feel bad about this demon. I was like, no, you can't make me feel bad about this guy. Fuck that. No. You, you're gonna have to feel bad. And I was like, why? I didn't ask for this. Apparently, Rui used to be a really weak and frail kid who was really sickly. And so Michael Jackson, because Michael Jackson, the thing he does is approach strange boys. He was like, hey, you want powers? And he's like, yeah, sure. And and so he gave him the powers, but it, of course, has side effects like eating human beings and turning him into a demon. E the eating people, my parents aren't really keen on that. And then, so he, uh, his parents were like, gonna kill him. Like, fuck this. We gotta take him out. So he killed them in retaliation. He didn't know that they were like, oh, we're gonna kill ourselves also. Because he was like, I heard a great story of a dad who just straight up died for his son. That's devotion. You still have a really warped sense of devotion and love. Like, really warped. That the only way you're a good family member is if you're willing to die for me. If you're gonna jump in front of a bullet for me. Otherwise, I don't want it. After he killed his parents, like, he's bummed out about it. And, like, Michael Jackson shows up and goes, if you can't love yourself, how the hell you gonna love somebody else? Rui was like, you know what, you're right. I guess I have to just believe whatever you say. You seem to have your head on your shoulders. You got your shit together. You're wearing a really nice press suit. In order to get where you are, wearing nice press suits all the time, just casually, you gotta know what the fuck you're talking about. So I, I trust you. While he's dying, he's like, that's a bond right there, like Nezuko and Tanjiro. So like his body is literally reaching out for them, for that bond. And he dies, like, right as he approaches them. And then Tanjiro smells him and goes, oh, he smells so fucking sad. Puts his hand on him to give him some reassurance, some comfort. Rudy's like, oh, I'm a demon, so I'm not gonna go to heaven with my parents. And his parents are like, don't worry, we're also in hell. This is fine. I mean, we did try to kill our only son. Come on, bring it in. Bring it in, Rui. And Rui's like, yay, we're all in hell. This is fine. This I can deal with. Johnny on Bosch is like, you mind if I disrespect this body real quick? And Tanjiro's like, I mind a lot, actually. Can you not? He explains his, like, worldview and his philosophy about demons, humans and stuff like that and Johnny on Bosch is like his sister is making him mad Butterfly Girl turns out to be the most hysterical character in this show like this show had a range of emotions it was a fucking emotional roller coaster. like at the beginning of it it was like oh man feel bad for this shitty demon yay he's dead oh no it's so sad his life his past right cool motive still murder Tanjiro feels bad so you feel bad because Tanjiro feels bad and then Johnny and Bosch going those emotions are stupid let's not have those the butterfly girl shows up and she's like excuse me uh I don't know if you guys realize we're still on the clock the sun is still down he's like trying to protect them Nezuko and Tanjiro uh Mothra there is like you're a hypocrite and this is why nobody at the office likes your ass and Johnny's like, whoa, 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 people like me? Solo, badass character. How do you not like me? He looks into the camera. You guys like me, right? And I'm sure there's a big audience of people who love this dude. 
and think that he's the coolest motherfucker. But me personally, I'm just like, nah, I'm tired of this. I'm really into the timid main character now. That's my thing now. I'm sorry, Johnny. You're not it anymore. You're not hot in the streets anymore as far as an anime like protagonist. That's probably why you're not the protagonist. Um, that kind of character, remember I was like, I'm thinking this is somebody's D&D game. That kind of character in D&D is the worst because the whole point of it is like being a part of a group. And if you decide I'm going to be the silent badass, that's not a fun character to play with. That's not a fun character to DM. That's just not a fun character. I love that they're kind of playing on that a little bit. This is why nobody at the office likes you. People like me. That was so fucking funny. Like I said, like there were so many emotions. Like, you know, I cried. I laughed. I cried some more at the end of it when Inosuke said he wasn't strong. I was like, okay, that broke me. I, I can't. You, what, the rest of the episode can happen, I suppose. But I'm going to be in like a, I'm just in a mental fog for the rest of it because I'm sad now. Real sad about <laughs> Inosuke. This whole fight that they have is both terrifying for Tanjiro. It's like, it's like watching a horror film, watching these butterfly girls chase them. It's scary and you're wondering what the implications are going to be because she's like yo this is breaking the rules you also have the funny moments of mothra being so goddamn funny like just her delivery of lines is funny the visual gags of like you know what i have several questions one of them is why are you breaking the rules by putting me in a headlock this is like do you break another rule what the fuck and then when they pan out to the headlock it's just so funny I'm like, what do you want me to feel, Demon Slayer? Because all of it, I'm being pelted by a hailstorm of emotion. I love this. You need to continue this as much as possible, honestly. I like this show that's like taking me on this emotional roller coaster. It's fun. I'm never bored. While, you know, when Johnny's like, people like me, you know, that whole thing, like he's protecting Nezuko and Tanjiro. He tells them to run. And when he tells them to run, like, I'm just imagining in my head Tanjiro going, I like you, Johnny. Thank. They take off. He also gives Nezuko the order run Simba and never return so that's it just starts running she even shrinks down to into baby mode which had me losing my fucking mind then another tiny Mothra shows up apparently this is one of the people that is in their class for you know the, the class of 92 or whatever the fuck that was with them at total selection so she's a fairly new demon slayer and she's out here with an actual like mentor she's like in an internship course straight out of work she's doing uh apprenticeship under a demon slayer like the other ones don't have that luxury which it's interesting that she does, and that's probably, she's gonna probably be a better Demon Slayer because of it. Because everybody else's Demon Slayer, like, masters are like, alright, go into the world, get out of here, I don't wanna hear it again. And she's getting mentored. Your boy Zenitsu is fine, he's been cured and wrapped up, and they put a little sticker on him, like, you're, you're done. You've been treated, thanks. Thanks for coming. And we learned that there's the um, squad of a cleanup crew, essentially, the way there is in Marvel Comics, where like everybody, if you, if you wondered when you're watching the Avengers, oh my god, there's a lot of damage, who takes care of this? They answered that question somewhat in um, Spider-Man Homecoming, but that's a real thing that's been in the Marvel Comics for a while, like a crew of people that cleans up after the mess. They even made a show about it on ABC, unless it's on like Disney Plus, of like the people who it is, whose job it is to clean up after superheroes their swords work is not that great but they still work for us and i'm thinking is this what happens if you fail like total selection so that guy that was scared of everything is this where he is or did he straight up get killed by the demon because i think he got straight up killed but maybe this is for people who weren't good enough to break the rock they're like okay you didn't break the rock that's fine we got a place for you you're gonna be part of the cleanup crew baby mothra's adorable her sword is pink and i love her i love how diverse this cast all of these personalities all over the place are just so interesting to see them all interact and i cannot wait to see like at the end we see tanjo because the, the crows give the order of arrest them they get brought in front of like a council of badass demon slayers and they all look so fucking different and i'm like oh man i cannot wait to get to know each and every one of their personalities the only downside to this episode was that uh, johnny on Bosch's character had a case of stupid on purpose or i can't remember the name of the trope but where he elects to just not talk and talking could solve all the fucking problems in the world and he's just like i'm not gonna say nothing and then when he does say something he starts it like a long-winded fucking story and she's like listen i don't have time i don't got time for this fucking story but on the walk there you can tell 
butterfly chick. You can tell Mothra about the situation. He just stops talking about it. This is very reminiscent of like an arc in Walking Dead where like it, it was one of the fucking nails in the coffin of things that made me want to stop watching the show of characters that could just solve problems by opening their mouth and they don't. It felt like when, when Inosuke was like, I'm not, I guess I'm not strong enough after all. I was like, bad ending. Restart the game. When you lose in Zelda. And it's like, Age of Ganon, you lose. The cleanup crew guy is waking up Tanjiro to talk to this council of badass Demon Slayers. And his voice, he's a Digimon. And it's driving me fucking crazy. I think he's Vimon. I had a great time with this and I am so desperate to watch the next week's episode. Thanks for listening.